previously on Full Immersion. My employers are willing to pay you to somehow corrupt or otherwise render the data that Frontload has uh, useless. You're here for an interview? Yes. Hi, uh, Ms. Alder. Mr. Cooper. We make a beeline for We're going to try and stairs. sneak upstairs without being seen. Uh, so the door slides open and you are there in the server room. Shell spots, they, they look to you like an intruder. Is this guy sufficiently distracted from the door to allow me to leave? Look, why don't we both stop bullshitting? He holds out his cybernetic arm to you and he goes, uh, I'm Gabe, by the way, what's your name? While he's working, he he makes well. So it would appear to a schlub that he's just trying to sort of make small talk. He actually is probably kind of he's what he's actually doing. It looks like he's probing you for like how you got the intel. Probably trying to figure out who your employer is, all that kind of stuff. Um, because of your desire for fame, I'll give you an XP if you just divulge like everything to him and <laughs> so kind of I, I, try I and boast to him. So I'm going to do two things for this. I will basically tell him I won't talk about the group too much, but I will talk about myself. Uh, the second thing is that I've, I've over the past few months, I've decided that I'm developing this kind of a new crime name for my new uh, crime spree. So when I finish wiping the data, I'm going to put on the computer screen, you've been hacked by the spectre. Uh, in, <laughs> nice. in big letters. Okay. You now have two nicknames. Well done. <laughs> yeah, I do. They'll never know it's me, though, because it's a different nickname. Oh, I might start a clock at some... Maybe maybe if you do this again, I'm going to start a clock, which is the media asking who is the spectre. <laughs> fine, fine by me. <laughs> Later, we'll get hard to find out who I am. <laughs> Best mission, you just drink lattes for 12 hours and then cash it in. I won't talk about the group. I won't talk about um, who hired us, but I will talk about myself. That's fine. Okay. Between that and your calling card, you can have an XP for triggering your um, illustrious or whatever H- it is. Hilariously ill-advised uh, directive, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your, des- your desire for fame. <laughs> Shell is, is walking down the stairs. I think something else is happening too, though. Um, downstairs in the interview, Mateo... Um, Puts his puts his hand up to you, Tegan. He's looked at his phone again, and he's like, um, "Sorry, excuse me a moment. Um, I've just been uh, notified by the receptionist. Let me uh, just." And he goes to leave the office. Hmm. Uh, yeah, sure. I no, I'm not letting this happen. Um, <laughs> but if if so, he leaves, we can plug a thing into his computer. No, as he stands up to walk out of the office, I lean down to a bag at the side, pull the gun out, and then point it straight at him and say, I wouldn't leave if I were you. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. My cover. My fame and fortune and glory. (laughs) What are you doing? You're going to be really famous. (laughs) Alice, you just need to be like, what? You've got a gun? Like this. It's fine. (laughs) So, uh, Don, important question. Do you intend to carry through on violence if he doesn't do what you say? Because... If you're not, it's fast talk, and if you are, it's playing Yeah, hardball. like, I don't think I'm just going to straight up... I don't want to shoot him because that would make a lot of noise, but I want to, like... If he doesn't do what I say, I'm actually just going to, like, try and rush him and, like, punch him out. But I'm pointing my gun at him in a threatening way to start with. Is that okay? okay. Yeah, roll roll to play hardball, I think, then. I think this cool. covers it, so roll edge. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a 14, so... Oh my god. Nice. <laughs> this guy does whatever you want. <laughs> okay, and Tegan is, is feigning, feigning shock and horror. I don't think she's fading, to be honest. No, I, I imagine I will have not considered the the, the thought of holding our interview um, interviewee hostage. Do, does Tegan think we were actually going to do an interview? She totally missed the point of what we were doing here. <laughs> yeah, so you, you point the gun at him and he stops dead in his tracks. The colour drains out of his face um, and he, he, he stands stock still. He was reaching towards the door, but his hands go up. Although he doesn't look like he's been threatened by a gun before. And he goes... Uh, Oh my god, uh, don't hurt me. What's going on? 
I'm not going to answer your questions. Just get back in your chair and we'll stay like this for a while. He's like, uh, uh, um, sh- sure. So are you also sh- carrying on the charade by also um, threatening Tegan? I think I'm also going to threaten Tegan <laughs> and be like, <laughs> you as well, stay in the chair. And then wink. I, I feel like Tegan will not notice the wink at all. Yeah, I'm not. I yeah, I'm like, maybe Tegan horrified. thinks that Harry just betrayed her. I might cry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is fine. This is totally fine. This doesn't sound fine. This sounds like the opposite of fine. <laughs> While this is going down, I may as well use the opportunity to plop you, gonna, a, like, steely, a steely stick into the computer. Yeah, that's fine. That's not going to be a problem. Uh, Mateo's like, what are you doing? Oh, you know, just kind of interested in what's on this computer of yours. That situation appears to be under control. I don't think I'm going to advance the clock, actually. This guy has no way of doing anything. So for the moment, that that's okay. Shell gets down. You, Where were you going? when you left uh well this may surprise you alex but uh, i was gonna go and trash this office <laughs> yeah okay so i'm gonna go downstairs but i'm gonna i'm i'm still dressed in my my civvies so i'm just gonna um make as if i've come out of the toilets and i'm just gonna kind of move back into the common area i i'm gonna avoid eye contact with the uh receptionist who i guess might be looking for me well I don't know. um actually there's a little bit of a commotion going on in the reception now the receptionist is behind their desk and Ewan is standing next to the desk and they're currently talking to two NAPD officers who are in the reception. Okay. These NAPD officers don't look like SWAT. They look like kind of patrol patrol people. Uh, there's a man and a woman uh, and they are just having a conversation with uh, Ewan and the receptionist at the moment. Are there civilians in the reception area? No. So it's just these people. Okay, then I won't move into the reception area but I'll try to, from the doorway, just gauge gauge what the conversation is yeah that's not too difficult um then they're speaking uh openly the receptionist says uh yeah we got some kind of uh, alert from upstairs from our security officer but we haven't heard anything since then ewan looks like he's um trying to assert and take control of the situation and kind of you know show authority over the cops the receptionist says yeah so i um just just called it in but um we we're not really sure what to do. I'm not cleared to go up there. Ewan looks like he's got a bit of bluster going and uh, he says, um, I- I'll-, I'll go upstairs and have a look. I'm sure it's something we don't need to involve the NAPD on. This is a highly, highly critical area to uh, MBM product development. And the police are asking questions. And the receptionist also says, um, yeah, I've, uh, no- I've uh, notified Mateo as well, but he's in there doing an interview. So maybe we should go in and go in and, and check in with him. I'm not really sure what the best thing to do is. Okay, is it remotely possible for me to move into this area without being seen by someone. So I guess the receptionist and Ewan are probably facing away. The police are probably not, though. They are not, although they are focused on this conversation and asking questions, and it looks like they're currently asking preliminary questions. Um, can I, like, assess or something? I'll let you, you you can assess. I would let you roll covert entry if you wanted. I think this does come under covert entry. Let me assess first, because I, I, I'm not sure there's a couple of things I could do, because I could also try and distract them from not going into the interview somehow, maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, let me assess. I might be able to ask some, then I can ask some questions. You are studying the situation in this case, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, edge. Oh, no, I'm not very good at Edge. Six. Okay. Can I use an Intel to boost assess? <laughs> I do have one Intel. You can, yeah. So this is the Intel that you got from... That was from this entry area when I first uh, cased the joint when I walked in. Sure. So I'm not sure how that works thematically. I had to justify it. I mean, it depends on the questions you're about to ask. So yeah, I might need to work out what my question is. Work out your question. I think we'll we'll easily make the intel relevant. We'll just tell me what your questions are, and we'll work it out. I think so. I think I was. I think I'm going to ask what is my best way past. 
Right, okay, sure. Uh, yeah, so the intel can be to do with the fact that I'd already kind of cased the joint and got a feel for the yeah, reception area. Yeah, you barely maybe. need to justify this. Like, you got this from casing this room, and now you're trying to work out how to get through this room. Um, so the best way to get past in this case, I think, would to be... There's not any kind of, like, special technique to it. You would have to go quickly, because the the more this, this conversation goes on, the more the police are going to start looking around and trying to investigate. Um, it looks like they're probably going to try and assert their authority over you and to search upstairs. Um, and if this goes on much longer, there's going to be police on the alert. So you'd have to go fast. Um, you'd have to just be um, quick and quiet and kind of uh, get into the office um, very, very quickly. So it's just going to be a case of whether you can hide in plain sight, really. Yeah, okay. I kind of feel like I want to diffuse this situation a little bit. Like maybe, because if I can, if I can convince the police to leave and the this person to go back into the meeting or whatever, then it might be okay. Um, I have a gear. I'm not sure what I might have stolen from upstairs that might allay everyone's suspicions. I don't think I can't think of anything actually. Hmm. I'm actually going to ignore this entire situation and sneak past. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think this situation will work itself out, and I've got stuff to do. <laughs> okay. You are the actual worst. So yeah, you should. I think in this case, it's best to just roll covert entry. Um. You get plus one. On, well, so you could just act under pressure if you want. If you think that would be better to just get into to just get into the office. Covert entry might give you some other stuff you can do. I, I would rather covert entry because it's more specialized and it gives me more benefits if I get it. Yeah, I think that'd be fine. Um, so you get an additional plus one because you're acting on the advice I gave you. I told you to go now and you're going now. Yes. Okay, that's true. Okay, I'll definitely do this then. All right, I'll hold on. Cool. All right, I'll take one forward from that assess. Nineteen eleven. Eleven. Okay. I get three hold. Okay, I'm not sure how many I need. Uh, I can escape notice, though. I'll spend one to escape notice immediately. Yeah, yeah. you can just keep hold of these hold for like, anything you're doing downstairs at this point. Uh, so I just want to escape notice, and I'll make my way into uh, Ewan's office. Is it, It's not locked, I assume. No, it's still not locked. So we see you dash across. You wait for a, for a particular moment, I think probably when Ewan is saying, now you listen here, you know, I'm the, I'm the CEO here. And um, the cops have their attention turned to him. The receptionist looks... Like they're starting to panic a little bit and you kind of just briskly walk and then do a little crouch, maybe a cool roll, and you push away into the office. You are, the in, you are now in your office. Okay, sweet. So I, th- I think I just walk reasonably confidently. The police have no... Re- I don't think I need to do a very cool roll. <laughs> As in, I think it's, it's a plain sight kind of stealth, right? So the police have no reason to suspect that me going to the office is weird. I just need to not be seen by the two people who actually work here. I'm just looking confident and unrelated to any security situations and look like I know where I'm going. Okay. Yeah, that's probably actually the trick to this, is the police, you you let the police see you and it doesn't matter. Okay, so I will go into the office. Uh, I don't know uh, if you want to cut other to more other people who have relevant things or you want to stick to sit with me for a bit. Uh, I think it's probably fine. You're, you're going to vandalize this place right up, right? I don't know how I can silently trash the place. I will certainly leave a big old uh, Lost Scorpioners tag on one wall, uh, the wall that his... Uh, desk faces let's say um i'll trash a bunch of stuff i have these usb things that i can stick into his computers as well that's kind of related but that's not really why i'm here actually let's say okay i was gonna say that i might make you roll dice see if you can trash this without a loud crash coming from the office but if you spend one of your covert entry hold i'll say you can silently vandalize this place okay i love silent vandalism let's do it (laughs) so you are carefully carefully pushing things things over pushing things over very slowly positioning books on the floor to make it look like they've been thrown off the shelves 
for a fun game at home, players and listeners should try and trash their own working spaces as quietly as possible, just to see if we can do it. Okay, and yeah, you will tag this at some point. That's going to take you like three minutes, like a long time in 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 infiltrating crime time, but not a long time in real time. Okay, let's let's quickly check in and see what people are doing. So Esteban, are you just continuing? You're just this is going to take you a few minutes too. Are you just yeah, up here? So, so I'm getting ready to go as soon as he's he's done with his uh, whatever crime he's doing. Okay, cool. And Harris, you're continuing to just keep this situation under control. Yep, I guess at this point now that I have revealed myself i'd try and contact Esteban to see what is happening with that side of the mission so um either by voice if you've got a headset on or like just send you a message over a pad up to you whatever you guys think is cooler is fine i would have an earpiece i think yeah earpieces probably earpiece which i assume you would have on at this point yeah. and i would yeah, too definitely. so yeah i'm like uh yeah Esteban what's the situation well i don't say Esteban actually because i still don't want to reveal your real name so carlos carlos carlos, carlos. what's the situation uh complicated <laughs> Should be okay. The shells, shells scarpered. Uh, we might be making a uh, pretty, pretty hot extraction in, a, in about three minutes' time. I, I say okay. Um, I pulled a gun because Mateo was going to leave. Okay, so extra hot extraction. We're gonna have to figure this out as we go. Since I'm also on the line, I will say just so you guys are aware, there are two police officers in the oh, reception area. <laughs> they, uh, it seems like Ewan and the receptionist do not want to let them into any secure areas. So you might be fine. Just a heads up. Uh, can you let me know if they come upstairs? I absolutely cannot do that. I am not currently inside of them. <laughs> um, I will casually ask Gabe, uh, have you got an extraction plan? He looks at you for a second as if that's a real question. And then he's like, um, I was just going to leave. This guy, may I just say it? This guy is a consummate professional. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to know there's a couple of uh, NEPD downstairs. Uh, why? If this is something to do with you, that Okay, never mind. Um, it's, it's fine. Not me. <laughs> He, uh, he goes back to his work. He, he's muttering something under his breath. Except it's in Spanish, so you can probably tell. You, you, you <laughs> so now we're both here. swearing in a language we both understand. You think he might be calling you an amateur, but you're not really sure. <laughs> it's fair. Yeah, I agree with him under your breath in Spanish. Uh, okay, so so you're doing that. Um, he, he looks like he'll be done in about a minute or so. Um, meanwhile in the office, Harris, you can hear someone coming towards okay. Mateo's right, well, office. Once I heard the message from Shell... Uh, I turn to Tegan and Mateo and say, people might ask questions. We're going to keep doing the interview. I'm putting the gun in my jacket. If either of you break character, I will shoot you. <laughs> I'm now trying to work out if you're actually, if you're actually gone rogue and are going to shoot Tegan. I, uh, I mean, I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> Tegan, um, Mateo makes eye contact with you. <laughs> you can't really tell exactly what he's trying to say, but it looks like he's trying to work out what you're going to do. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I will look like I have no idea what I'm going to do. Okay. <laughs> I, what, no, what I'll try and do is, if the camera is still on us, or back on us, uh, I will uh, sort of clear my throat and maybe... So, where did we leave off with that last question? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> before, before you got held at gunpoint. <laughs> he looks like he's desperately trying to pull himself together. Um, the door to Mateo's office opens and uh, Ewan is there. And he, uh, with also with an NAPD officer behind him, um, and he goes, uh, "Sorry, can we just?" Uh, he does his like he does a uh, uh, hands to you know show to stop, and he's like, can "We just put the camera down, please." I lower the camera slightly. Mateo, have you? We've been messaging. He goes, um, "Mateo, could could you just step outside, please?" He he motions to Harris and Tegan. He's like, "Sorry, sorry guys, we just I just need to talk to my colleague in private for a second. Hmm. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> um, 
Um, so is Mateo, like, leaving the room now? Yeah, he's going to walk outside and they're going to leave you two in the office. Okay, I'm going to... I sort of want to not shadow him out of the room, but as he's leaving, I'll also go up so I'm near the door. Yeah, that's fine. So he's he's walking out. The the uh, Ewan and the NAPD officer are, are outside the room fully. Uh, and you can see the receptions at the desk in the background. Can I listen and try and hear what they're saying? So they're going to shut the door. You're unlikely to be able to hear it unless they have the conversation very loudly. Uh, how armed do the NAPD officers look? Mm, I actually don't know what the average NAPD officer carries, but I'm going to say that you can the one that you can see, you can tell from the way he's standing that he's got a pistol in his jacket. They tend to also carry, like, tasers and batons. Yeah, but they're be- these are, like, street cop level. They're not, like, armed SWAT. Yeah. And they're also in a pretty nice area. There's a de- there's a decent chance that they've never pulled their gun in the okay, line of duty. sure. Okay, right. As soon as... Okay, once the door is closed, I tend to take and like, I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> but it was necessary. You might need to play along a bit more. <laughs> because if this goes bad, I'm probably going to have to pretend that you're my hostage. And... I mean, how can it not go bad? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Mateo is compassionate enough that he's not going to endanger your life by telling them what's going on. So you're just kind of waiting and waiting to react to the situation. I think so. I don't want to just start shooting people yet. Do you guys just want to leave? Huh? Like, the cover was to get us in, so me and Esteban still have to get out, but... I feel like, I mean, your cover is blown to the yeah, extent that they know that you're not trustworthy. It's a good point. There's a window at the back of this office as well. Well, okay, I didn't mean quite so directly as that, but sure. Mm, that was what I was thinking. I mean, the other way out is through the NAPD, so... Uh, I mean, for what it's worth, I'm I'm eyeing up this other window that's next to your window. <laughs> <laughs> we, I just imagine us opening the window, start to climb out, and we just see Shell one window along, <laughs> climbing out another window. Esteban seems fine with Gabe, but like, I'm sure Gabe will help him out. Okay, so... What, what are you doing, Harris? What What is the plan? Can I roll assess here? Is this an appropriate situation for assess? Yeah, yeah, or... absolutely. All right, I'm going to roll this edge to assess now. Okay, that is a seven. Plus, I have a tactical computer, which might apply here. Tactical computer. When you assess a t- in a tactical situation, hold plus one, even on a miss. Yeah, so you get an extra question. Time some hold. Um, I'm going to ask, how are the NAPD officers vulnerable to me? How are they vulnerable to you? Interesting. Uh, okay, so the NAPD officer's number one priority in a situation like this is to keep civilians safe. It's not to, like, take down criminals. That's just not really their job. So if you if you make yourself look particularly dangerous and violent, they're, just, they're not going to concentrate on necessarily even apprehending you, but to keeping everyone safe. So they're vulnerable to you in the sense that if you make enough noise, they are unlikely to actually fight you. Sure, um, but okay. that that would involve putting civilians at risk a little bit, like for that to work. And can I just keep the other hold until I need to ask it in the yep. ensuing situation? Yeah, sure. All right. In that case, I think my best bet is actually to actually threaten Tegan and say, pretend you're my host. No, pretend that Tegan is a hostage because if the NAPD want to protect civilians, they probably still see her as a civilian. So, all right, we're gonna be behind the desk, and I'm gonna point my gun at you. And if they come in, just play along. I'm gonna pretend that. You're my hostage. Don't worry, I'm not actually going to shoot you. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> the Okay, so after after about 10 seconds or so, you hear a voice from outside the door. It sounds loud and authoritative, and it's, uh, NAPD, come out with your hands up. I say, I don't want to have to do anything bad here. I'd rather you just went away, and I will leave. That's not going to happen. We're not going to come in, but we're not going to leave. Please stay where you are. Well, that's improved already. 
Yeah, I'm negotiating. <laughs> I, yeah, okay, on my comm, I say to Sheldon Astavan, like, I can hold him here for a, a minute, maybe, so figure out something, and I'll I'll try and de- delay. And that's my plan, is to to sort of hold this situation in a standoff for a, a minute or so. So you're going to just try and stop this situation from escalating? Yeah, basically, I just want to say, like, look, I didn't want this to end like this, so just let me get my brain together, I need to figure out what I'm doing, um, but do not open that door. I think I'm going to advance the le- the mission clock, because I think that starting a hostage situation is <laughs> quite <laughs> conspicuous. <laughs> Uh, okay, so they, I mean, the, the, the thing they start asking you is what, who you are and what you want. Like, they're trying to figure out what, what your angle is here, kind of, and whether you're, like, a criminal or you're just having a really bad day or, like, are you alone? All that kind of stuff. I think I just don't, I just tell them I don't want to talk to them about that. Okay, so the officer says something like, um, okay, okay, somebody's on their way, just stay where you are. We'll come back to we'll come back to this. Uh, Shell, we'll talk we'll talk about Shell first because just because it's a bit less complicated. Uh, you finish trashing the office. You do a tag. Um, cool. This is good. What are you going to do now? Okay, so uh, satisfied that this whole thing is complete. I'm. I probably have become aware of the commotion outside. Can I uh, listen at the door or maybe like peek through a gap in the door to just gauge yes. like how how much do i know of what's happening yeah you can do that so you can get a good view into the lobby ewan and the receptionist are still in the building but they're very close to the exit you still can't see anybody else that you saw earlier um one napd officer is facing the door to mateo's office they have their gun out but it's not pointed up it's pointed at the floor uh, and then the other one is standing a little bit off near the desk and they are um, but they're on they're they're on their communications device. They're kind of leaning over on the desk, not looking at anything in particular, and they're talking to somebody. If I go into the reception area, I presumably am going to be immediately questioned about why I was in this office. You said Ewan was in the reception yes, area. Yes, right? yeah, like you. He would, was, he would immediately know. The, yeah. other, the police wouldn't necessarily care. They might be like, "Oh, stand back, miss. There's a situation or something." I don't yeah, know. but yeah. if Ewan spots you coming out, then yeah, he'll he'll be he'll know something's up. What else do I have? Oh, I have. Still got two hold left. Can I continue to escape notice somehow by spending a hold? Um, I'll say that you can escape notice. You could probably... I'll let you do that to angle yourself to the point in the reception where someone will see you, but it will be obvious you didn't come out of the office, so you'll just look like a civilian. I think it's going to require more than the hold to actually get out of the building without anybody seeing you. Uh, Okay, that's fine. I think I just want to leave the office for now. Yeah. To be honest, I just want to escape notice by Ewan. So I'm happy to leave the office. I don't particularly care if the police see me. I'm going to... Uh, well, I'll pretend like I don't know anything's happening. Yeah. But I just don't want to be seen by you and, like, coming out of the office. Yeah, that, sure. that you can do. You can... If you spend the hold, no one will know you came out of the office. You'll just kind of appear, and they'll probably assume you came from the stairs. Uh, I'm trying to work out where I want to go. So I might... I think maybe I should get back upstairs to Esteban. Uh, okay, I can probably have a terse conversation with uh, Harris. Can I do anything? <laughs> Do you have it? Do you have something you want me to do as a civilian in this situation? Um, so I, in theory, I can get outside the building, and that might be able to help. Like I can get around the back of the building or something. I don't know. I could drive the van. I could back it up to the back of the building. You could smash out the window, jump at the back, okay, and drive away. I, I say, what are the officers doing outside the room? Uh, I'll relay the information that they're milling around in the reception area, but they don't look like they're about to come in. They're just like they're waiting for something to happen, but they're wary. They're not. They're not about to kick down the door. Sure. Maybe just try and go outside towards the van 
for when we do get out. We might need an alternate escape vehicle. Can you hotwire something out in the car park? Uh, yeah, okay. I can try and do something like that. I probably won't get noticed. There's enough commotion inside. Okay, so can I spend a hold to leave the building? Like, I just want to... I want to... I don't... I'm not trying to escape notice so much as I'm trying to escape obvious notice. I want to appear to be a civilian who just wants to leave the building. They might try and stop me because there's a situation, but... Yeah, you'll... So you could spend it and you will... You'll... You won't be... You won't attract suspicion, but everyone will know you're there. But then you could be like, oh, I just want to get out and that would probably work. But, like, the cops will know about you. I don't think you can sneak out of the building entirely for a whole. Uh, sorry, yes, sorry. I'm trying to escape notice out of the office. And then, okay, so I'll spend a hold to leave the office anyway. So I'm in the, I, I can appear in the reception area. Yeah, you look like you just wandered in. Okay, so I would like to casually leave and just not be aware anything's happening and just look like I want to leave. I might be confused about the police. If they, if they don't try and stop me, I'm just going to walk past them. Right. Okay. Let's look cool. Let's deal with this. So the police officer who was on the on the pad to somebody gets off the pad. They they look up and they just kind of see you. You're just kind of there, and it yeah, it looks like you came from the stairs or something. Um, and they go, uh, "Sorry, young lady. Um, I think you should probably go back go back into the creative space." And the receptionist then looks up and sees you and goes, "Oh, she was with the the two people in there." And the officer goes, "Oh." Um, uh, he looks at you and you go, he goes, um, "Are you are you aware of the situation?" What situation? He goes, oh, um, okay, no problem. He goes, uh, just just wait in the in, in the reception area with those two there, please. Please please stand back. I will, I will do that. Those two, I assume, are the police. No, those two are you and the receptionist. Okay, cool. I'll just hang out with this guy I apparently hate. <laughs> <laughs> you just trashed your office off. <laughs> he's, he's having some kind of tense conversation with the receptionist, but he looks like he's trying to put on a, a more of a front when he sees you there. Uh, and he says, uh, we were just going to wait outside, actually. I think that would be safer. The NAPT officer goes, yeah, yeah, fine. Okay. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to just play civilian, to be honest. Like, uh, if if Harris needs something that I can provide, I might be able to. Like, if I get outside, in theory, I have access to the van, I can move around outside and help uh, set up an escape. My other idea was that Shell could go back to the truck, get Esteban's assault rifle, and just make a lot of noise with it. Right, okay. So <laughs> not here's shooting the thing anyone. That. I'm not very good. <laughs> but just shooting the sky to make noises. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. But that's that's not what I'm suggesting to you. That is an idea let's, that is contained in Harris's head pile. and not spoken <laughs> yeah. of yet. We'll call it plan like L or yeah. K or something. Quite a way down the list. A- anyway, I consider myself basically removed from the situation, except like I am an innocent civilian, so I could in theory freely leave. So I consider myself kind of safe. You're out. <laughs> yeah, you and you and the receptionist are outside of the building, just kind of waiting around at the moment, like just standing around in, in in silence you could you could probably walk off although you might need to explain yourself to them so can i can i just return to the van yeah no i think they'd let you do that as you make your way to the van you notice something um you see currently coming through the security gates into um rutherford king east there is there are two vehicles there is an NAPD swap vehicle um and then behind it there appears to be some kind of air like mbn security van okay i'll immediately relay this to everyone and it, so they they drive up and it looks like a SWAT team is starting to unload along with an MBN corporate security team uh, and that's kind of playing out as you watch Shell. Um, I think we'll come back to Harris in a second because I think if we check in with Esteban, um, Gabe finishes up what he was doing and he unplugs something, looks at the screen, he's like, "Okay, I'm done," and he he quickly leaves. Uh, so I will uh, I press the button. Actually, I only had a couple of buttons left, and I'll say just for you before he goes, I'll say. Uh, 
you might want to wait a second. Apparently, there's some kind of hostage situation downstairs. Like, there's a SWAT team pulling up. He goes, um, "Oh Jesus!" He goes, "Is this anything to do with you?" Christ, no. <laughs> <laughs> really? So you're really just here on your own, and there's an unrelated <laughs> <hostage> situation. <laughs> So, two cyber criminals, a random gunman, and a random act of vandalism all hit this one office. Apparently it's a good day for crime. On the same day. Yeah, you might, you might want to look for another way out. He's like, are you shitting me? Um, I think you should roll fast talk. If you roll well enough, you will convince him that this genuinely has nothing to do with you. <laughs> roll some dice. Seven. NPCs do it, but something will find out. He doesn't look entirely convinced. He's like... Okay, fine. He at least looks like he doesn't want to start an argument about it. So he he, he goes downstairs and disappears. It's going to take you about another minute and a half to, okay, to do that's this. That's fine. Uh, I think we'll just we'll just say that happens. I don't think anything else significant is going to happen in that time. So you have your minute and a half. You've extracted the data, and it looks like that part at least has gone swimmingly. And you are now standing in the server room, working out what your next move is. Although, so the other thing is, as soon as you like you you actually do it, um, the screen suddenly blares up red, and an alarm starts going off for the server room. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's like, warning, data has been compromised. And it looks like the shutters on the security door are about to close. Oh, for I God's sake. I will run out of the, out of the room. <laughs> I'm going to let you act under pressure because you kind of thought this might happen too. So I'm not sure Shell mentioned this to me. but See if you can escape this lockdown in time. Uh, ten. ten. Yep. Yep. yep, you do it, no problem. Yeah, so you jump out just in time. The, the doors slam shut behind you. Can we pin all of this on Gabe? Is, is, I'm just throwing it out there. Is that a possibility? Can we pretend that, that Gabe, Gabe was, was the real shooter? the hostage taker? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the clock, by the way, has increased. You are you are one off from uh, a mission failure, which in this case would just be the security guy. Uh, the security uh, gets locked down super super tight. Um, when the clock is on eleven, the way because this is always worth talking about. I don't really want to just be like, "Lol, you randomly failed." So I'll give you. A couple of chances and i'll telegraph like when when you are when failure is imminent whether it's based on a role or something the other obvious effect of this is probably don't pick any move options that say the mission clock advances if you do you just lose so i'm looking for a way out of this floor that doesn't involve me going downstairs so this might be time to uh, try and drop out of a window or something right so there aren't many windows on the first floor the security office doesn't have any windows the server room doesn't have any windows there is a there there is like a, a sort of a, a window up near near the ceiling in this uh, you know in the little stairwell bit here it will be quite difficult to break it and scramble out of it and you will also not be able to make a controlled fall that sounds bad it's fine he's a doctor <laughs> uh, it looks like by the way outside um uh, Shell, what what has happened is uh, all the security officers and the and the NFPD SWAT got out of their vans. There was a conversation that didn't go on for that long. It looks like the SWAT are kind of like staying put for the moment, and four NBN security officers are making their way into the building. Um, they aren't particularly heavily armored. They have little carbines and kind of body armor on, but they've got big helmets on with like big visors down. Okay, I mean, I'll I'll pass details on to the team. Oh, um, another thing happens to Tegan actually. Like, around the time that Esteban did the data and the alarm went off upstairs, not that you've heard it, because it was just in that room, your cyber ears suddenly start blaring at you, and a message starts coming through them, and it's like, um, uh, warning, uh, this NBN site has been breached, um, please make your, uh, please make a safe exit immediately, and it's repeating over and over quite loud, and it's very distracting. Oh my god. So, you can, your options are, you can just leave it, and it's going to make tasks a bit harder, I might ask you to roll under pressure to do something kind of every day, because you're being distracted and it's very annoying or you could temporarily break your cyber ears the, the, you can still hear but you'll need to fix them after the mission um i'm going to give you an experience point because this is your networking interfering with the mission the fact that you're 
a part of MBN is causing you problems right now. Uh, oh my gosh. Okay, I'm not going to break them right away. I'm just going to grin and bear it. Oh, not grin. I'm going to frown and bear it. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, mark an experience point if you haven't already for your network interference. Uh, so yeah, these these NBN security uh, security guys are making their way into the building. There are four of them. I might just turn to Harris and say, "Can we get out that window?" Probably the best idea. I'll say, "Give me two minutes. I'll try and get the the van round to you, and we'll try and." Uh... Well, is there room we'll for a van it. at the back of the building? You you would have to do some manoeuvring to get the van around the back of the building, but you could do it. Okay, so my plan now is I'm going to uh, surgically and precisely kind of use a, a small a small implement to cut myself on like the just near the near my brow line or something, so the blood runs down my eyes uh, a little bit, not dangerously, just like a kind of a, just a messy kind of flesh wound. And then I'm going to wander out of the stairwell and uh, then see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yep. and I'm gonna I'm gonna say to the NAPD uh, like, I'll, I'll pretend to be dazed and stuff and I'll, I'll say uh, the guy in the red jacket he, he coshed me a- so you go down the stairs uh, Gabe is nowhere to be seen you can't see him anywhere disappeared into the night no that's fine I'm, st- I'm still gonna pin this on him because he left without me jerk <laughs> we could have been a cool duo but never mind <laughs> I'm gonna start a Gabe clock called what the hell dude <laughs> <laughs> so you come downstairs you've got blood in your eyes you're dazed um, you are met like pretty closely by um, the MBN security officers, uh, they appear to be have made. They were making their way for the stairs. They were pretty much ignoring the office situation, which the NAPD officer is still looking at. But the NAPD guy looks at you, and the four MBN guys look at you. the The MBN officers don't look particularly interested, but the NAPD do take an interest. Um, they go, "Stop right there, please. Stay calm. Um, we just need to search you, and we're going to get you out here safely." So, did you? Did you take the USB sticks out of the server room, or did you leave them all in there? Like, I would, you... I would, I left them because I left in such a hurry. And that was also kind okay. of the point of them, right? To make it look like we yeah. were well, a botched yeah, a robbery. Point. We don't even need to take them with us. We just need to make it look like someone was trying to steal the data. So you've left, you left everything behind in there too, right? Including the device that's gonna that was gonna smash this thing up. Yeah. So I think so. They they search you, but they don't find anything. And one of them nods to the other one. Okay, you're fine. They go through the stairwell and they look like they're going to go and go up the stairs. The NAPD officer um, also then approaches you and he goes, "Are you okay, sir?" Yeah, I was in the I was in I was in the bathroom and a guy in a red jacket had a lanyard on, looked like he was here for the thing. He just well, he was he was doing something, saying some sort of I don't know kit or equipment or something, and he, he just. He, as soon as I came in, he, just, he, he went for me. Okay, sir, stay calm. Um, the situation is under control. Uh, if you'll just come outside with me here, we'll, we're going to contact the emergency services and we'll just have someone along to pick you up in just a minute. Uh, so he's leading you out of the building. That's fine. Uh, as you're going, you can, see the, you can see the SWAT team. The SWAT team basically make their way past you and they're moving towards Mateo's office. Right, okay. Uh, and there's another, there's another officer with them who does not look like SWAT, who's in a suit. You probably know enough about crime to know this person is some kind of negotiator. Okay. I think it's past time to get out of there, Don. I think you've got yeah. to smash that window. <laughs> Love that. And r- run for it. What can I see out the window? Is this back up against the outer wall of the... the yeah, complex? you can... S- there's like a little kind of garden space outside that's pretty small. And then you can see the the wall. I think I said it was... I can't remember if I said it was like a metal, metal fence or like a stone kind of a wall. I think it's like made out of brick. There's like a brick wall outside. If you can get to the van... Like, do you think you can get to the van? I'm, I'm probably not going to try and that get is, to the that van. That is not going to work. I'm probably not going to try and get <laughs> yeah. to the van, because the van is a safe way out for you, you lot. So, like, at this point, I think... Like, at this point, I'm the only person that needs to actually get themselves out of this dangerous situation. The rest of you all have plausible alibis as civilians. Okay. How tall is this wall? Or fence? Like, taller than you. Probably about ten feet. You'd have to roll dice to climb it. 
Do you have secret bionic knees that let you jump 10 feet in the air? I do not, unfortunately. Although I do still have that hold, so I guess I will... I'm going to ask the assess question for what is my best way out. Smashing the window, dashing as fast as you can, running and just climbing the wall is probably better. Once you start screwing around in the parking lot or screwing around with vans, you're kind of... You're, you're really not playing to your strengths there. Well, that's what I was thinking anyway, and now I get plus one forward when I do it. So, um, <laughs> yep. yeah, time to, time to act on that. So I'm going to, yeah, I look at Tegan and say, just pretend that, you know, things happened like they did. And then I grab the office chair and sort of throw it into the window. Yeah, that's fine. That's pretty easy. So yeah, you do it, it smashes, um, and a, a shrill alarm goes off. Okay. Tegan now has two loud shrill noises in her ears. Yeah, I'm really um, not happy about this. And yeah, I'm going to, quick as possible, vault out the window. I grab the chair that I threw out of it with my other hand, carry that up to the wall, and use it to get a little bit of extra height. Did I tell over. you it's dangerous to climb on chairs? <laughs> it's dangerous to do a lot of things, I do. <laughs> it's dangerous to do a lot of things. You Okay, so I think something happens. You smash the window. You've got one foot in, one foot out. You look back into the building just to probably check on Tegan or something. You can, And then suddenly you catch sight of Mateo's computer screen. And there is a flashing contact, like, contact thing. Don't do oh, it. No. From, don't do oh, it. <laughs> from someone called Charlie's Grey. No, I'm... <laughs> Okay, I'm not gonna risk it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna risk it for this. I'm gonna run. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This mission is going like we're very close to escaping without anyone getting hurt, and I want that to continue. So yeah, I, right. I run and try and climb a wall. Right. Roll to act under pressure. Uh, for what it's worth, since I have a gear, can I use that to jam the uh, comms in some way? Maybe I've got a radio jammer or something. Um, ooh. Uh, so you could. Okay, I'll give you. I'll give you two options for this because I like this. You can either roll to help in that you are kind of running interference, or you don't need to roll any dice, I'll just say that you do this, and then if Don's roll goes not perfectly, it will make his consequences of failure less severe. I don't particularly want to be implicated, <laughs> so I think I will not risk the roll. So I will, but I'll, I'll use it to distract the guards sufficiently that you might still be able to get away if you... If I fail this. Yep, okay. Okay. Roll to act right. under pressure then, Harris. And I've got plus one forward for the acting yep. on the advice of an assassin question. That is a four- 14. Okay. So. We see there's some shouting. We see the NAPD officer shouting. They bust in the door, in the door suddenly ready to go. I um, Like, guns kind of pointed out the window. Uh, they find Tegan. I'm not sure. How do they find you, uh, Tegan? I think just sort of standing or sitting where I was left. I just won't have moved. I will look shocked. <laughs> yep. And um, the NAPD officers run in. They see the smash window. One of them makes a run for it and to, to get to the window. The last thing they see is um, like Harris's foot, like uh, like disappearing <laughs> as he as he jumps over. down yep. over the wall. There's a and an office chair knocked to the ground. Knocked to the side next to the wall. <laughs> okay, I think that is a successful mission. Uh, like we <laughs> like <we> discussed, <laughs> every definition By of the word. Everyone's kind of team. in the clear. They think that Tegan is just an innocent bystander. Esteban also. Shell got out. So they just think that Harris is some kind of, I don't know. Um, okay, a couple of aftermath things. Um, this is still kind of a, an, a big event. Tegan and Mateo are both interviewed about what happened and, ha- and what Harris did. Alice, I will give you, you have illustrious, right, as a directive. Yeah, so if you really try and, like, play up how terrible this was and act traumatised on TV um, and kind of make Harris seem like a complete bastard, uh, I'll give you an experience <laughs> point for it because the clip will get played a bunch. Um, yeah. 
I would definitely go for that. To try and exonerate myself as much as possible. Not even okay. a moment of hesitation. <laughs> I think, so, I think I might deliberately get some physical descriptor wrong if describing Harris. Like, something small, like... Wears a red jacket. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I don't know, um, he wore glasses or something like that. Something really minor so that the discrepancy between mine and Mateo's description won't be, like, really jarring, but so it's not perfect. Okay, yeah. Some other people also saw Harris, like, around before this happened, so you you, you couldn't push it too far, but certainly, But, like, yeah, I feel could, like the witness effect, bit. especially of the people who just sort of briefly saw him, you know, the descriptions will be sort of all over the place anyway. Yeah, okay, cool. So, yeah, and you also make him look like a bastard on... Uh, New Angeles TV so you can mark an experience point for your illustrious because you can get some more blog hits now yeah. from your victimhood this mission like at points this mission got too real and this is one of them um, <laughs> and I think uh, well also this probably covers like any any footage that you had and like any footage where Harris even appears that that kind of, the news probably want that too cool so that is you and that is any and that's all your directives covered I think so shell you mark an experience point because you did your mission. Yeah. Glitch is pleased with your vandalism. Um, this comes up later as well. So then Harris is like, story develops. Was gunman tied to Los Scorpionis? Well, conflicting messages is great for covering up crimes. So that might really annoy. No, I guess Los Scorpionis wanted to be implicated. No, they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. With that. Yeah, okay. They're like, wow, you, you really, really did the odds. <laughs> <laughs> you fade a terrorist. Uh, what the hell? I mean, you threatened the wrong guy, but. Yeah, this story is kind of amazing, actually. Um, you didn't do anything to trigger your compassionate directive, however, which is fine. I didn't really give you an opportunity. Uh, so I'm just going to bold that, and I will make a little bit more of an effort to make that relevant next time. So I guess that you you probably end up having to go with Esteban and Tegan back to, back to the police, and you probably have to give a statement also. So yeah, you are also let go. You spend a bit more time, more time in a police station than you'd like. Harris, you got your filial... Um, you you took Amelia with advice, uh, you which also muddies the water. So mark an experience for that. I'm not going to highlight revealing as something I have to try and make come up again because no, I did put it into the game and you rejected it. So it's not a priority for me. It was it was extremely dramatic and movie like, but it felt right. Yeah. So <laughs> I did put it into the game and gave you your chance. Do you tell Amelia that that this this came up, or do you do you not want her because she won't be happy that you didn't yet, risk yourself? No. Yeah, right. no, I don't tell her. In terms of after the mission, you just kind of run through the city and escape, right? Like, that's the kind yeah, of thing Yeah, I think that Bowser's disappeared on some back streets. So that's fine. Esteban. Uh, so you end up in a hospital, I think, <laughs> for a start. Yeah. I will I will try and talk it off and say that I'm okay, because uh, I don't really want them to... Because I, I obviously haven't got a concussion or anything. I probably won't get a bruise. So I'll I'll, I'll try and pass it off as being uh, as, as I'm feeling, feeling all right. The, that whole story is a bit weird, and the, the NAPD don't seem to entirely buy what you tell them, because there was a date to breach upstairs, and they didn't find anybody related to it. Although the man in the red jacket, who was um, who had who said his name was Eduardo, um, he he has disappeared. So he didn't go back into the seminar. You're not exactly sure where he went. Shimmy down a drain pipe or something. Hit him a bathroom for <laughs> 24 hours and then left the next day. You you certainly scapegoat him enough, but the the te- the medical personnel that look at you and the NAPD don't entirely buy what happened. They're more suspicious of you than anyone else, especially since here yeah, you don't have concussion. The wound is a bit strange looking. Uh, in terms of your directives, uh, illustrious came up actually more than once that time because you gave that interview. <laughs> the protective didn't, and I didn't really, 
I didn't really give you a chance, so I'm going to highlight that as a thing that I will try and make sure comes up next time because that is more me. Uh, so, but eventually, uh, you're let back out into the world. Uh, your van is. I don't think that's actually impounded as evidence. I think that's actually fine. Your van is, is yours again. For a second, it looked like you might lose the van forever, but that has not happened. I think that's everything. I mean, obviously, we need to roll to get paid, but does does that, like, post-mission aftermath sound right? Does right, that all make yeah, sense? Yeah, it's Cool. So in terms of getting paid, I think you go back to the same, like, metro station. Do you all go back, or is it just Harris? I think we would all go. I think we'd all go. Yeah. yeah. Also, I can't... I can't remember if we just discussed it or if we did do it or not, but I think I rolled to get the job. Yeah, you, yeah, you rolled to get the job. So I yeah. don't know if I, I, I don't know if this is part of it or something. If you need to be uh, the same it person, need to be the same no, okay. person necessarily. But yeah, you should. You, could you roll. should. Yeah. yeah. So um, we're back at the the bus station. Yeah. Okay. We'll say that Tegan is leading the discussion, and the uh, it's the same person as before, uh, and he's like, um, "Wow, uh, what happened there?" Then he's got like the media feeds up. We made a mess. <laughs> But it worked. The story is pretty clear. They did also lose a bunch of data on site. I'm not going to ask you for any more any more details on how this played out. You did the job that you were paid for. Uh, roll to get paid. Nine. Right. So you guys need to communally decide to pick one from the list below. It's not a set up or an ambush. You're paid in full. The employer is identifiable. The meeting doesn't attract the attention of outside parties. You learn something from the mission. Everyone marks experience. I don't know what I want to pick. <laughs> So I don't care about the employee being identifiable. We can rule that I, one I out. I care about it not being a setup or an ambush. Yeah. Yeah. If we don't pick that, it doesn't necessarily mean that it was. Yeah, that's a, a good point. Does, yeah, <laughs> does that work that way, Alex? Or you leave that entirely in my hands. Okay. You're very much calling my bluff if you don't pick it. I don't think this is a necessarily a setup. I I feel like the most appropriate one is that we learned something here. Everyone, <laughs> everyone working experience is but interesting. I know that's like not very good. I know you'd like to get paid, but this went uh, a bit. Uh, wacky and wonky and we need to have a chat about how we do jobs show three out of four total innocence right like that's perfect much alibis. better than our previous missions <laughs> yeah. it's better than escaping over rooftops <laughs> only one of us had to i don't time. think it was but yeah so yeah i think i would i would choose that for the narrative purposes okay no um i'm actually happy with learning something or getting paid i endorse marking experience i'm fine with either of those two options I think it's experience. Yeah. Okay. You learn something from mission over my experience. Okay. So um, you are not, you didn't pick, you are paid in full. So let me just have a look at my notes quickly. I'm just going to say that you, uh, so you are, you are paid, but uh, he kind of explains that um, you did attract a lot more attention to the situation than they really would have preferred. Uh, agreed. And so you're going to make one less cred at the moment. So you're going to make, Don Don makes a profit of two. The rest of you make a profit of one. You get back your staked cred, and then you all get plus one. Apart from Don, who gets plus two. But he's go. But he he explains it away and tries to downplay the situation by saying, "Oh, but we'll we'll keep this in mind for the future." So although you don't know who your employer is, they kind of owe you one. Um. So he's like, "You did. You know, you did do us a solid. We'll bear that in mind. But you don't get paid as much." They explain that really the exposure is worth a credit in this case. <laughs> yeah, exactly so... right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, you should do this for free. If you love doing this, you should do this for free. If Don had uh, wagered one less and wagered two instead of three, we would have rolled a 10 on the getting paid and we would have <laughs> been able to choose to get paid in full. Technically true. What a douchebag. Okay, then then the, the guy's like, um, okay, uh, I think that concludes our business. Um, just to be safe, uh, I'm going to leave. And then if you guys could give me two minutes and then you, you also leave, that would be good. Okay, pleasure doing business with you. And he scarpers off. He's definitely about to set us up. Let's leave immediately, I say, as he leaves. 
<laughs> Something bad's about to happen. What do you guys say to each other as soon as he gets up? My owl sense is tingling. I think we're about to be ambushed. He left in a hurry. Well, you can leave. It's fine. This is sta- yeah, this is this seems standard operation. That's fine. Yeah, I don't think there's anything weird about this. Shall if your instincts don't tell you it's right, you leave. I'm gonna roll into a shadowy corner. <laughs> <laughs> In this, is it like a quiet? Station, yeah, it was. It was a really deserted yeah, it's... metro place. Right? Okay, pretty dilapidated. Okay, as you guys, so are you guys actually going to just do what he said and wait a couple of minutes? Or... I will. I guess okay. I'll. I've got things I can be doing on my pad. Okay, as you're about to get up, you hear. Um, <laughs> you hear a train. Like the whole station kind of rumbles when a train pulls in. Um, not many pass through here anymore because it's not on a main line anymore. Um, and where where this cafe was is not too far from the from the little turnstile bits you go into uh, and out of. And some figures emerge from the turnstiles, uh, and they are not too far away from you. Uh, Esteban, you recognise one of them. Um, uh, Gabe is here, and <laughs> there are some. There's a he's with four other people who look like they look a bit like Trimaf. They look armed. They look kind of um, dangerous. And uh, he looks and kind of addresses the group. I think that we need. I think that we uh, we need to have a conversation. He goes, "If you just come with us, please." He looks down at his wrist and he's like, um, "The train will only be in the station for a couple of minutes. I think we should get on it." <laughs> sure. Do you do you comply? I will comply. Uh, okay. There's four trimaf guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't have to comply, I won't. <laughs> Shell is the. It worst. is up to you. <laughs> it looks like everyone else is going to. But it is up to you if you want to if you want to leave. You can roll dice. You'll have to roll dice for this. Uh, so right, the the main problem here is one of narrative, right, of splitting the party. <laughs> I don't think it matters. You know, you can do it. It should be okay. Yeah, it should be fine. I like that hilariously. Both times Gabe has appeared, I've immediately rolled it out of the way, and he doesn't actually know I exist. <laughs> Gabe is not <laughs> yeah, aware so, of the fourth member of our party. As far as, far as he, he's concerned, it's a three-person team. So uh, I I will I will thank my instincts and remain hidden and not be ushered away. Uh, I am going to make you roll to act under pressure to do this. All right, uh, I got a nine. So you, yeah, you hide actually. Yeah, you're you're okay. So I think what the nine represents is um, Gabe looks around and he kind of looks at the chairs that were pulled around the table. He looks, he sees there were two empty chairs. <laughs> he looks at the team and he's like, "Is this all the members of your team?" I I think that's up for discussion. <laughs> he goes, "Okay, get on the train." And I think the last thing we see, the last shot we see, is you being you you getting onto the train with with four trimaf and gabe